This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What would you do if you had the ability to sync minds with your best friend? A partner? Maybe even a stranger. Would you share the deepest part of yourself with them? I can already read your mind. Then what am I thinking about right now? You're thinking about how much you want people to support our Kickstarter for our first feature film, Sync. You're so right. If we raise the money, we can make an amazing sci-fi thriller about mind syncing and toxic relationships. Support women in film and check out our campaign now. Just go to kickstarter.com and search Sync. That's S-Y-N-C. Or click on the link in our bio on social media and follow us at FemRegard and at Sync the Movie. Mmm, Fem. Hey, Geekscapists, welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. If this is your first Geekscape, well, strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. We're talking movies, video games, comic books, TV. This episode, we've got actor Finn Jones. You might recognize him from Game of Thrones. He played Iron Fist on the Netflix Iron Fist series and in Defenders. We definitely talk about that. I was super excited to have Finn on the show. He's got a brand new horror movie coming out this week. And I don't know what else to say. I was super excited to have him. I wanted to talk Iron Fist. I wanted to talk comic books. I didn't want to force the situation. I wanted to play it cool. And you know what? Finn surprised me. He wanted to talk Iron Fist. He got into it. And I love the guy. I think he's great. Um, Dude is super chill. I think you're just going to love him. And uh, I think by the end of this, you're all going to want him back as Iron Fist. Hopefully that happens. And uh, hopefully Marvel has him in their future plans. Because Finn's a geekscapist now. He's super cool. He won us all over. Uh, just want to remind you all before I get to the episode, share Geekscape with your friends. I love what the numbers are doing recently. Uh, and it's all because of you guys. So please continue sharing the episodes, telling your friends to subscribe leaving reviews that all helps us out it helps our visibility it helps to get guests like finn on the show to talk about the stuff that you care about and you know what we've got some pretty great episodes coming up i'm getting married in the middle of it and y'all are still getting some regular geekscapes so please the least you can do is hit that share button and try and get some of your friends in on it and help our numbers out help our ability to get awesome guests you get the gist of it okay i've said enough enjoy your geekscape
Hey, Geekscapists, I'm here with my good friend, Finn Jones. You might be familiar with him from some genre stuff. This is Geekscape, so you've definitely watched the Game of Thrones. You've watched the Iron Fist. But he's got a brand new movie coming out on digital and VOD October 7th, just in time for Halloween. It comes from our friends at Blumhouse. You trust them with horror? Well, trust them with this one. It's called The Visitor. And uh, Finn, this is a little different than what I've seen you play. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm British. <laughs> well, I mean, we knew you were British. I mean, we knew you were British, right? Uh, do people get shocked when they're like, whoa, 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 you're British? Yeah, they do, actually. A lot of people, because a lot of people are aware of my me from Iron Fist, a lot of people would think that I'm American and kind of shocked when I'm, I'm British, especially at Comic-Cons. When, when, I'm, when I'm at Comic-Cons, people, uh, people often are kind of like, whoa, wait, what? I don't think you can play a major Marvel character and not be British. Like you have to steal the jobs. Like you know, you it's got, true. Yeah, you can't it's play true. Marvel, You can't play Spider Man. Like I'm sorry, you they're all American. British. Yeah, there are actually are there any British superheroes? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are <laughs> a few. I mean, there. I mean, obviously, there's Captain Britain, but he's kind of part of the X Men universe, so they have right. Really but, any that, that but any that are on like in film at the moment that are kind of yeah uh, in film. I, dude, I'm going to get docked. You just did this. I'm going to get docked geek points on the show <laughs> because people Sorry, are yelling dude. right now. It's all Sorry, right. Sorry, dude. I'm, I'm, Listen, I'm we've been doing geek you for out. 15 years. It's not the first time people have been like, this guy doesn't We all make mistakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just make them regularly and then I log them on the internet in video form for posterity. Yeah. So, so they're just, just there forever. Yeah, you can go back and count. It, it, I think this show has become a drinking game for geeks oh, to be perfect. like, let's just see how many mistakes Jonathan can make. I love with the that. geek stuff. Uh, right, can we we've talk got about one this? so far. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a mistake hosting the show. <laughs> the, guy, the guy hosting the show, that's a mistake. That's an existential uh, mistake. <laughs> the, the This Visitor movie, um, got to tell you, speaking of mistakes, they make a couple in this in this thing. Uh, Geeks, let me tell you about this movie, The Visitor, all right? It, it's, it comes out on VOD. And first off, listen, I'm not a horror person. That's over at the other Geekscape show, Horror Movie Night. Those kids, they love the horror but I was like, all right, I like Finn. I, I, I want him on the show. Like, let's, let's talk to the visitor. Nice. I start watching this thing. And basically the plot is, well, you, you play a British person. That, that's refreshing. And then you uh, are married to this uh, Southern woman. You've been through a bit of uh, family trauma and you've inherited this. Oh, it always starts like this. Old rickety house that was in the yeah. family. It's got secrets. And early on, there's a scene where... Uh, you know, she like straight up finds this old floorboard from when she was a kid. And this is not a, too much of a spoiler. This is in the first 10 minutes of the movie. And right. while you're kind of familiarizing yourself with all the work that it's going to take to make this house livable, she removes like a piece of the floorboard and there's an old doll in there. Like there's always a freaking old creepy doll in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's very, very Wicker Man-esque as well. You've got the kind of the, uh, the kind, of, kind of like pagan wool knit thing on, on its face. It, it, it doesn't bode well, right? None of this you know stuff comes up. Like, well, well, uh, go ahead and see the movie Geeks gave us if you like that kind of thing because I think the teasers for the for the movie that are out, like they show Finn kind of uh, going up against a doppelganger. You really don't know who to trust or what to trust in this movie. What's reality? What's right. not? But I think that's kind of the fun of this stuff is the kind yeah, of yeah. It's I think what what drew me to the movie was it was more of a psychological thriller. You know, and it was less about a movie, a horror movie that is uh, kind of just there for like jumps and scares and, and gore and whatever. But it's it's more of a kind of a, a tone piece. You know, I, I, I think when I was when I was first uh, talking to Justin about the movie, 
you know, other movies that were in my head. Yo, Fit, are you like clicking on something right now? Oh, yeah, shit. What are you playing with? No, show it to me. Show it to me. What are you playing with? Just my keys. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, look, I've got I've got a dolphin on my key. Geekscape is listening to the podcast version. I was like, yo, this kid's doing the he's doing the rosary right now. Like he's straight up doing a rosary. Like too much of that daredevil has gotten on him and now he's doing a rosary. Okay. Yeah, I just creating some bad juju. Um, <laughs> so go ahead, yeah, so, go ahead. So, sorry about that. Speaking of Rosemary, so the, it was uh, the kind of influences for me at least were Rosemary's Baby and The Wicker Man. And in terms of like, it's that kind of horror movie. You know, it's 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 it tends to be a bit more cerebral and a bit more psychological and and creepier in tone um, than than just a kind of like you know a shock and awe kind of kind of horror movie. But it's not without its jump scares. Like there are, no, there are some jump scares in this there movie. Are some moments. Yeah, but it, but it doesn't it doesn't rely on that in order to be a horror movie, you know. I think a lot of horror movies these days just rely on the roller coaster of like, oh, there's going to be a jump here and there. But this, I think, it really gets into the kind of more psychological aspect and also the more, uh, you, you know, that kind of building out a really strange and eerie town, which I think right. adds to the the creepiness. I'm still kind of processing some of the things I saw. It's disturbing, so be 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 careful for that. Um, but. I mean, I don't, I think that ultimately uh, it was a challenge, right? Is that what you did this movie for? Is like, hey, this is totally different than what you've seen me in. Yeah, I, I just, I, I kind of, I liked, um, I, I like Blumhouse. I think they've done some really good movies in the past. Uh, I definitely like uh, Justin as well. Like his, his movies in the past, I think have really attempted to elevate the genre beyond what it, what it typically is thought to be. So that was, those were two things that kind of, I was, I was interested in. And then I also like the fact I, I like the fact that he was British as well, and that he was kind of like a fish out of water and a stranger in a strange land. And um, I, I like the the character progression as well. The fact that you know that he kind of like starts as this kind of like unkempt boyish man child that's kind of you know just got you know just got married and has just inherited this house and just lost a baby, and is is kind of going through the process of becoming a more responsible adult but that yeah. responsible adult leads to him kind of taking on his dark darker side rather than a than a more positive side and the thing we i mean i don't i really don't want to spoil this movie and start talking about things like duality and whether or not this character starts to trust themselves or get seduced by the darker side like you talked about themselves like the so when you right. start answering those questions you're... Yeah, you start to you start to yeah, good. and then, that's the thing. It's hard to talk about this movie because it's predicated on 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 real really the twist at the end. Yes, you know the twist at the end is really what kind of like makes the whole movie kind of make sense. And I remember when I read the movie, it wasn't until I got to that moment in the end that I was like, oh, actually, this movie's kind of interesting because there's all this nuance that builds up to that last moment, and you have to really understand that last those last moments to talk about and understand the movie. So you go back and find those clues. Yeah. You find the clues and it also allows you as an actor to kind of flesh out that, that nuance in the performances because there's all that stuff that's going on under the surface that, that the audience isn't aware about until the very end. So when you're doing something, I'm just going to call it like elevated genre for like lack of a better word. When you're doing like an elevated genre, let's call it a fantasy, like a game of Thrones or superheroes. And in this case, horror, how do you ground that performance, especially knowing that you're building a design towards a twist or building a yeah. design towards a revelation for the character and you're trying to keep it grounded in as an actor, you're trying to keep in that moment. 
Yeah, keep I mean, to, to be honest, that was that was the main concern of mine throughout this movie, and 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 also like early on in the conversations to Justin, I was like, how do we make this movie feel authentic, and how do we make sure that at the end the audience isn't laughing at the twist, but is actually taking along. It kind of is a bit more of an aha moment than a kind of what the fuck moment, you know? And I think in order to do that is you have to really make sure that the characters have strong intentions throughout. Um, and then you pepper in all of this, this nuance and kind of all these looks and hints early on and throughout the movie. So that when we do get to that moment at the end of the movie, if you want to rewatch the movie, you can see that it's all there you know, behind the surface. And that was something that Justin was interested in building out. And so was I. And so really together with me, Jess and Justin, we really worked hard to kind of um, elevate this movie beyond what it was originally in the script. Like we were adding a lot of things throughout the process and fleshing out the characters constantly throughout, throughout the, the production. I think that's important so that you don't just make, like you said, a roller coaster ride where people are like, yeah, it was fun. A bunch of people got what was coming to them. Kind of well, it's important. Coming, though. Yeah, it's yeah. important, but but also it's not necessarily allowed. You know, we were lucky that Blumhouse gave us the creative freedom to make these changes on the fly constantly. You know, we were constantly updating the script on a daily basis. Now, there are some production companies that you can work, studios that you work for, and it's just like, that. the script is the script. That's what you got to do. And uh, if you're in a situation where the script doesn't really, it's kind of like, you know, there's sure. big red flags as a creative. It's, it's very difficult to try and work with that because you can't, you don't have any say. Whereas at least with this movie, I felt that there was uh, Blumhouse and Justin and, and Jessica were all very open to kind of having, you know, uh, a creative input. And is that one of the, I mean, how do you even approach that without insulting people? You just have to be like, I mean, well, I think, but, but I think like a striving for a more texture. Is, I think that's what it is. I, th- I think, I yeah. think it doesn't come from a place of like, uh, you know, judgmental criticism. It comes from a place of like, well, we're all, we've all signed on to do this movie, right? We all want this movie to be the best possible movie that it can be given the script that we're given. So let's make it that. And let's have the creative freedom to do that, you know? And so I think, and, and, and we were, we were very, um, professional about it like we you know justin would air his concerns i'd air my concerns and we do it in a diplomatic way because our intentions were to create a good movie you mm. know and so and I'm, I'm someone i'm a performer that is very free from ego you know i'm very yeah. good at taking on criticism i'm very good at being self-critical and so i'm i'm not i'm not a performer or an actor that you know someone will say something to me and i'm gonna be like oh how dare you say that to me i'm offended <laughs> or or that that hurts me so now i'm gonna like that's gonna affect my performance no if anything like i want you to be frank with me i want you to be open with me so we can get the best out of a performance, a script, uh, a direction process. You know? When you come onto a film, like just establishing that trust has to be pretty important where everybody says, hey, like no BS here. Can we just try and make the best movie possible? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. check him out the door, please. Um, yeah. And that's why I think, you know, it was nice for me and Justin to have a conversation before I signed on to the movie. And so I could sit down with him and I could pick his brains and see what kind of director he was. And I realized that he was a director that I could be frank with and he could be frank with me. And so I was like, well, yeah, I think this is something that could be, could be kind of cool because we're on that, on that same page together. Uh, I just had Neil Butte on the show. Are you a Neil Butte fan? Uh, like familiar, he did the remake familiar. of the Wicker Fan. He did the w- remake mm. of the Wicker Man. I haven't seen Nicholas that. Cage. There's a lot. He's he said you I know love he, Nicholas Cage. I love him too. Uh, but a lot of cooks on that kitchen. A lot of cooks That's in it. that kitchen is what he was talking about. Yeah. But they weren't all with the right cooks. Meanwhile, you have his smaller stripped down movies like his first one in the Company of Men. 
this most recent one that he did, and they just almost feel like stage plays. They feel like mean plays where mm. they, it just felt. I, I recommend Neil of you too. I also saw that you're a fan of Werner Herzog. We had the producers of Grizzly yeah. Man on the show. Oh, great, fantastic man! That yeah. was talking to the producers of Grizzly Man about. Yeah, I bet that was insane. That, he's a genius. He's a genius, and yeah, he's I, a genius. I can interview a million artists on this show, people like yourself and like strive to understand them, but everybody has to have their own unique voice right. and genius. And all I can do is kind of like sit there and go, oh, tell me a story <laughs> cool. about this person. Yeah. And like, what can I glean from it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You watch this. But you're right. It's too, many, yeah. it's too many cooks in the kitchen really often spoils a creative process. It's well, the lack of trust. The lack of tr- wait, micromanagement for one, you get Crazy. a lot of micromanagement where people are just like, you know, these, you know, you get these kind of execs that kind of sit in their, their ivory towers and don't have any kind of real relationship to the creative process calling all the shots. And then you have the creatives on the ground that often feel like tired. They're just like, Oh, what do we do? Whereas I'm sorry, this, this is movie, paid for, but it has to change. <laughs> you know, does but, that make but, sense? But, like, right. Well, exactly. Yeah. But with this movie and, and with Blumhouse, they really allowed creative freedom, which, you, you know, I have to say just from, from my perspective as an actor, like that's all you can ever hope for with any kind of studio that you work with is that they trust your creative they trust the reason why you've been hired, you know? And how early in the process do you start up on that? Like from, uh, up, I mean, because I'm guessing through rewrites, rehearsals, and getting ready for this thing to be cooked and put in the oven, like the earlier you do it, the better. The earlier you do it, the better, but sometimes you don't have time, you know? For this movie, we didn't have time. You know, we were we were really we were really going at it on a day to day, and we had a lot of uh, we we were going through COVID, so we had a lot of disruptions because of COVID. We had disruptions because of uh, that strike, the IATSE strike. Mm-hmm. We had disruptions because of a recent storm as well. So we were constantly shutting down, uh, starting back up again. It was a real. Um, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't an easy shoot. Um, it definitely wasn't an easy shoot. But I think we were all committed to. Maybe we were just all committed to making a, a, a good a movie as possible. So we all, and that, that was nice, man. It's nice to have people that creatives are all on the same side, you know, that want to that wanna create the best vision that they that, can. That helped bolster y'all at any point where you're like, you know what, F it. This, the, the movie's about like some weird curse stuff going on. Let's, let's, this thing seems cursed. Yeah. Like, let's just kind of like roll up our sleeves. Everybody's in this together. Does yeah. that help establish that kind of trust? Yeah, yeah, kind like- of. Yeah, we, we, were all, we were all in the shit pit together. So we were just like, <laughs> let's, just, let's just roll up our sleeves and make the best of it. You know? Is that a British phrase? A ship a pit. Shit pit? Yeah. yeah, a ship pit. Yeah, you're in the ship pit. That's a British pit thing. Shit. I think so. It must be a, a shit pit. Yeah, shit pit. Shit I mean, it's pretty it clear what a shit British. pit is, but I'm down. Shit yeah, it, yeah, it sounds like something that you're like ah the shit pit i'm like okay, okay well let me write that one down yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, there's a lot of british isms <laughs> that i can i can enlighten you with shit pit's a good one though uh, you're you're pretty political what's going on over there in england with- i don't know man i've been living in uh, i've been living in uh new york, new york? For six years <laughs> well, why the change you you came over to shoot what Iron Fist i came over for Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i came over for the for that world and then <clears throat> was here for like three years and established a, a life for myself here uh, a good, uh, good community of friends. And I just, I really enjoyed it here. I really enjoyed living here. So I ended up uh, making roots. It's got an energy to it. I lived there for a few yeah. years when I was in school and it just has this energy that yeah. you can't replicate anywhere else. Sometimes, anywhere else. I, sometimes I wanted the off switch where I was like, okay, like yeah. when I close the windows, yeah, that should be it. But it's never. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's always on. And that's part of the charm of it. And you need to know how to balance it. And I, you know, I balance it. I, I, I get out a lot. I, I go camping and I, you know, I travel back and forth. Um, 
But um, yeah, I, I love it here. But back to your question, what's going on in England? Well, yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, what's going on with the world right now? It's all kind of a right. bit, yeah. bit freeful, right? I was reading about the work, some of the work you've been doing, Syrian refugees and this. And I mean, we kind of, it's almost like your film shoot here, Finn. We kind of have to tie in together and, and lock down and make sure that we're not just falling into like yeah. crazy well, my philosophy, authoritarianism. My philosophy. Well, it's, that's happening. That's happening. Yeah. There is global authoritarianism happening regardless whether we like it or not. And most of it is actually corporate authoritarianism. Sure. Um, we can't. That is the world that we are now living in. We have been living in. It's just being ramped up right now. What we can do from an individual level is just create change on a local level. You know, and that, that's what I've learned over my my life so far is that when I was younger, I was always trying to change the big, you know, change the, yeah. the, the, the macro. And what I've realized in is that unfortunately that is unfortunately that's pretty hard to do but what you can do is change the micro you can have a positive effect on the people in your community you can have a positive impact on your friends your loved ones and if you you know you 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 do positive and you give positive and you try to create change on a micro level the hope is that that will eventually ripple out in meaningful ways that can actually hopefully affect the macro um but yeah, that's my philosophy, and that's that's how I kind of go about my life, and that's how I kind of engage with politics is just try to try to do everything local. You find the to opportunities be, to be like, hey, I can change a mind at a time. I can I can make a change a mind at a time and relationship, yeah, yeah, and help people out. Just go, how how do you go about your day to day life? You know, do you, do you want to create joy and and do you want to like help people out? You know, or, or do you want to be self centered and just extract? from those around you because that's what we're seeing we, we're seeing yeah. the reason why the world is the way it is is because people are just wanting to extract resources you know and, and and not give back to communities and that's why we're in the situation we're in but if we care less about extracting and more about creating and giving and fostering and nurturing maybe we can change things but we we have this say geekscape has the motto don't hate create and i just got sick yeah. of the sound on the internet where everybody's like well I, i'm just gonna tear down i see yeah. this thing i don't i don't like i don't like the new star wars i don't like the new marvel i don't yeah. like the new thing i'm just gonna tear it down and i was like yeah. and there's i mean the energy put into this i said we are wasting the potential of an entire generation of people who are taking the easy route i yeah. mean Dude, and these pe these people are creatives, man. Some of the like, stuff they write that is hilarious. And I was like, if that was just pointed towards creativity and positivity, you'd have the funniest exactly. show on the internet. Support, support the, processes. They may not be the best. You know, like, I think I think back to Iron Fist season one, right? Yes. That, like we all we all really put out, we worked so hard on that first season. We worked hard on all of it, right? Me in particular worked so hard on that thing. And it didn't turn out the way that we hoped it would. Sometimes that shit happens. Sometimes you know? it just comes so, out and the but, bread but, doesn't rise. It does, exactly. But season Sometimes, two, I feel like y'all pivoted. Season two, yeah. And season yeah, yeah, two yeah, yeah, is yeah. like, yeah. but people didn't give season two a chance. The cliffhanger the season the shows were canceled within a month. Yeah, but I know. It's the cliffhanger at the end of season two is yeah. like, holy shit! They just hit the show that are that is gonna let's let's yeah. do this. Let's do season we three. Course corrected. See. We course corrected, and like then we crazy. were, we were, we were going to go. But 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 back to what you were saying is yes. that what people need to realize is that we're all well intentioned people that are, that are trying to create art in the world, and we're trying to we're trying to manifest something positive. And we're trying to uplift people. We're trying to tell good, interesting, entertaining stories. And the level of hate that gets poured on to, to, to artists and creatives when it maybe doesn't turn out in, in, the, in the direction they hoped, it's like they just created genocide. You know, it's like, hold on, man. Like, let's all be supportive of each other here because we're all trying to, we're all trying to do something 
positive with with our with our lives. And, and, it's and a guy with an iron fist, folks. Like I love the character. <laughs> I grew up with I grew up with this yeah. stuff. I love it, yeah. but sure, sure, Shang Chi should, probably should have come first. We we get it. Like right, but but like and there needs to be better representation in film, and sure, there is now. We are, they're, they're we are t- all. For that, I think that the people are like, oh, season uh, whatever it is, the phase four of Marvel is too much of this. We got the She Hulk, so we got the Shang Chi. We got the. I was like, yeah, you meet a bunch of minorities and women. Like, what's the problem there? Look outside your window. That's what it looks like, and they sh- we should see them on screen. And I'm excited. Yeah, there should about be better that. representation. There should be better representation in television and film. Period. Okay, so That's Iron Fist came first. You got the Chuck yeah. Norris before you got the Bruce Lee. Okay. Yeah. But um, I don't even think that's I don't even think that's what it is. I think it was I think really the the first season there was a lot of creative challenges that and it didn't live up to the expectations and I think that came down to really it came down to scheduling conflicts. I think mm-hmm. that that season of television was rushed because we had the defenders that we had to film straight afterwards. You know, sure. we had to film the defenders. We had all of those other actors locked into that schedule. So we had to film those 13 episodes of television in that set time. And unfortunately Unfortunately, we just didn't have the time to do what was was expected and what was desired, which was a kick-ass, amazing uh, kung fu show and um, martial arts show. And you know, and and the reason that show failed was because of the time constraints, because of of, of, of bad scheduling. With season two, we really understood what the flaws were, and we worked hard to 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 course correct the show. And in my opinion, we did. We, we did a fantastic job bringing that show back up to code. Agreed. But unfortunately, just like a month after that show had been premiered, all of the shows got deleted, or, well, because Disney wanted to create their own series. Uh, they, they wanted to do their own thing on their own sure. platform, which is understandable. Um, but it was just a shame that it kind of, you know, just, just when we were like out of the gate, ready to kind of go running, uh, we were just like yanked. Hey, um, Finn, like when you start to see Char- like Charlie show up in a Marvel project, you start to see Vincent D'Onofrio show up in a Marvel project. They're bringing those Netflix characters back. It's I, great. I mean, reading it's that rumor over the summer, though, like you're the one they wouldn't bring back. Like that's got to be a rumor, man. Because like you'd do yeah. it, right? Like you'd, you'd want another chance at that. Of course I would. Like, I would. I would love. I love another chance. I'd. I'd love to. I, I care about that character deeply. I care about Danny Rand deeply. I believe in that character. I think there's a lot of work that we can, can be done. I'm also very. Um, you know, there's something about the underdog, you know, I, lo- I love sure. the underdog narrative. I love the ability to like prove someone wrong. And I want to prove all those motherfuckers wrong. I know I have it. <laughs> in and I know yes. that I can give the Danny Rand performance that fans want. And I know is, 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 is possible. Um, but, you know, that's just, that's just the way it is. And I'm, I'm super, I'm really, really, really happy that, that Charlie has his job back <laughs> that, that, you know, that he's going to be daredevil again. I think he's fantastic for the role and I'm so excited to see him, portraying that character back on screen again um from my perspective i would love to come back but i think it have to be in a way that is is in line with that makes most creative and narrative sense and and for sure. me i've been thinking about this you know i think it would be really cool to see a heroes for hire series to see Agreed. danny that's and the way to bring back. Back. that's the way to bring him back but then also mm-hmm. to have colleen come back and for colleen to still be the iron fist she mm-hmm. should be holding that fist. She should show up in maybe Shang-Chi. Maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be Shang-Chi, but sure. it could be whatever whatever Marvel property. But she, she should shows have up the in Iron Daredevil. Fist. They got 18 freaking right. episodes. Like, nah, she, she should be movies. She should be Black right. Panther. She, sure. Colleen, Colleen Iron Fist should be fucking A1 movies, you know? Mm-hmm. She deserves that, and, she, and, and, and she's, she's great for doing that. And, I, and, and I, I would love to see her show up for something like that, and then to have Danny and Luke show up 
on a on on their own series. And then over the course of seasons of televisions and films, you see those characters come back together again in a, in a dynamic and real way. It allows for we- Danny to have redemption. It allows for Colleen and the Iron Fist to have her moment. You know, it, for me, that makes the most creative sense. But and that's the underdog story. And I, I mean, when, when exactly. Matt Fraction wrote that great Hawkeye run, and they used a lot of it for that Disney Plus show on the Hawkeye. And he right. also wrote like one of our favorite uh, Iron Fist stories with the the it's um, brilliant. The immortal. I mean, the the, tur- the, the, yeah. the Seven Kingdoms of Heaven tournament storyline. It felt like okay, if they do this in season three, we're all going to lose our minds. Yeah. But you have to have right? the right budget for that, though. You, you have, have to have, to have the, the right, right budget. That has to be a movie. That has to be a movie. That can't be a, that can't be a TV thing. Because if you're going to do that right, it has to be you know, uh, kind of you know, Black Panther, Spider-Man level of, 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 of movie talent. Um, so it, it's interesting. It's all there. You know, the, the possibility is all there. Have you it's written the pitch? About it. I'm you writing it right it? now. I'm writing it Have you written it? Like, right, let's... Write it out, and uh, I'm just a fan, man. Look, I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm a fan you. of, the, I'm a fan of the characters, I'm a fan of the stories. And if I was an audience member, like take Finn, take my acting ego out of the equation for a moment, right? Does I love the character Danny. What I can tell from the last twenty five minutes. I try, I try, I try to, I try to leave it on the back burner. Sure, but you know, as as a, as an audience member, as a, as, a, as someone that loves the Iron Fist and loves Danny Rand and wants to see better representation in film and television, I think what I just described is the best way to bring all these characters back in a way that is that that makes everyone feel happy and course corrects all of the. And the, it's not a Danny Rand. Pro- it is a Heroes for Hire. It is a. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, and Danny on the streets. On a, he's been on an Hell adventures yeah. team. Like, just yeah. have him in there. Like, I, you yeah. can be one. Of, you can, they'll call you up. You can do one of those teasers in a weekend. Those little tags <laughs> they put on everything. Yeah, no like, they gotta have the tags. Yeah. Like, yeah, they'll call you up. Be like, what are you doing Friday? You want to film this little tag? Sure. We'll put it on the end of some <laughs> show, and people will yeah. be like, oh shit. Yeah. Like I we'll can't. see, we'll see, and I and I think you know, judging judging from the fan reaction, I do think there, you know, there there was all of the negative critical reception, right, and that lingers and that's still there, and I understand that, I understand that, I really do, I get it, but I do think there is also a very underrepresented underrepresented group of people that love the character, really understood what we did with the shows, respected that the shows weren't exactly what they should have been, but they see that they can that there is a lot of promise there, and I think there's a lot of um. I think there's a lot of good inertia, you know, to, to bring this character back in a meaningful way that, that feels right. And I just hope that, that, it, that it, I hope I'm there to see it through. We're going to do this. Okay, let me write this letter to Kevin and just be like, Kevin, listen, <laughs> enough of that. Like, we're well, not. Okay, let's see. Finn is down. I just, it, it, I'm down. Let, yeah, Finn's down. Well, okay, down. Finn is in. Okay, I just, Finn Finn's, in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him a text. Be like, Finn's in. You know, I've what also had like a lot of time away. You know, like it's been five years since I've played that character and I've been in that world. And like a lot, has, a lot's gone on in those five years. There's a lot, been a lot of personal development. There's been a lot of creative development. And I definitely feel just from a from an artistic standpoint, I'm ready for that challenge again. You know, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I've, there's been a lot of things that I've learned. Like I was thrown into the role of Iron Fist. Like thrown into before it. or something like no, that. No, not like, a week, not a week. Right, but it was very. Right. It, it was a. It was a big shift in a short amount of time, and I wasn't really given like the right level of uh, of scheduling to kind of get the most out of what I could give. And at the time, like I, it was like I just boarded a freight train, <laughs> and the freight train was going two hundred miles an hour. It's gone. It's gone. And right. I'm on it. You know, and suddenly I'm on this train, and I'm having to like figure out how to fucking steer it and and navigate it, but the train's moving. Right. And I did it and it was fine. And I got, and I got through it. And then but it if got I better. Was to, 
and right. it got better you know exactly right. because we all as we were on this train we all realized okay this is what the train is but now being off that train for for about five years now i've really you know there's there's things that i've just learned about myself there's things about i've learned how to to approach my own discipline my own craft in a way that i think if i was ever to to to, to reprise the role it, w- it wouldn't be the same as before because you know there has been those those years have passed that have given me a lot of insight and on a creative level like i don't think any many of the creative teams are coming back you got a few writers here coming back right. to some of those disney plus but the netflix i mean i'd love to see raven come back man i, th- I thought right like working with raven for the second season like that that guy is uh i mean he's a dear friend and i, I think he's an amazing showrunner the part of the, the success and most of the success for the second season of that show was down to raven and his passion and his hard work he 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 loves that character more than anyone and he really wanted to do that character right and so it, it would be nice to see Raven brought back in some capacity as well, if that was to ever happen. Uh, just because I just know how much how much of his own heart he put into that as well. And to not have that show continue after all of the the, the hard work that he we all put into it was, um, you know, it's life. That's, that's what happens sometimes. Damn, Finn, it, it feels like five years later. This, this kind of still burns. But let's let's text Feige. <laughs> let's tell him that you're in. Let's yeah. ha- let's say let's say Raven should come back. He did a great job on on season two. There's, unfin- there's unfinished business. That's that's all there is. That's the Heroes of Hire subtitle. Unfinished business. There's unfinished business. I'm not burned by it. Do you know what I mean? Like like, like life goes on. You know, like there are there are many other facets of my of my creative output that I that I've delved into since the passing of that show. Like I'm into music as well. Like I'm not like. I'm I'm not here twiddling my thumbs, you know. Like I've got other shit going on. No, I see you on Instagram DJing and doing different things, and yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, like I have a, I have a life, but but at the same time, there's also I have this there's there's a part of me that there's there's unfinished business creatively with Danny Rand. Finn, listen, I love talking to you, man. We could get into the social stuff. We could get into other projects. Like there's a million things I wrote down that we didn't even get to, but. Uh, Next time, maybe he comes back. I want to shoot you one of these "Don't Hate Create" shirts um, yeah, I because that. I think I think we're aligned with the same message. Yeah, uh, dude, good luck with this Geekscape. Us again, like I told you at the top of the show. Great. Watch the visitor on VOD and digital October seventh. If you want to see Finn do something you haven't seen him do do before, use a British accent in a project. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. It's, true, it's, true. it's, it's, a, it's a novel thing. You got, you... <laughs> Dude, Ben, thanks for coming on Geekscape, man. All right, really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, take care. Dude, I love the best. Bye. Geekscape is how cool is Finn Jones? Who doesn't want to see him back as Iron Fist after listening to him talk so passionately about the character and what can be done in the MCU? I really think the dude gets it. And now he's a Geekscapist for life. I invite all of y'all to go out there and watch The Visitor this Friday support Finn. We've got some amazing Geekscapes coming up. I know that I get married in less than two weeks. (laughs) Things are getting a little crazy. Jonathan's bandwidth is pretty much gone, but I'm holding it together. You're going to get your Geekscapes. And uh, this uh, next week, I've got Scott Atkins, who's a pretty amazing action star and he's going to be on the show talking about his brand new movie accident man hitman's holiday it's a whole series of assassin movies called accident man where he sets up these uh hits as accidents so he can get away scot-free as a hitman uh and it's a whole series of action movies that i didn't even know existed until uh scott said he wanted to come on the show so i'm super 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 excited to have scott on the show i can't wait for y'all to hear that one please share the episodes with your friends tell them to subscribe Leave me a five-star review on whatever podcast you're listening to this on. And hang tight. There's so much more Geekscape coming your way. I want you to be a part of it. Till next time, don't hate, create, over and out.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network.